It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the moment last. Just well, good morning, everyone. Down. Welcome Come to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, licensed nutritionist. And it is very nice to have you joining us today. You know, if you're a person that opens a box of crackers, you count out a serving size, and after that serving is gone, you reach your hand in and very carefully count out another serving. You eat those, and again, you count out another serving, and you eat those, and then you decide to quit counting, and you eat the whole box. Well, if that's you, then this show is definitely the one that you could should keep listening to. So maybe it's not crackers, but maybe it's a pan of brownies. I can't tell you how many times we've heard about the pan of brownies. Or if you were listening to Lori and Julia a couple of weeks ago, Julie showed up with and a box of cupcakes and ate the whole box of cupcakes. So, you know, we have a great show planned today. Our topic is, I can't stop with one. One cookie, one brownie, or fill in the blank. What is it, the one thing that you can't stop with? Joining me today as our co-host is Wendy Cates Dancer. Wendy is a registered nurse, a nutrition educator, and a counselor, and knows a lot about addictive type eating problems. So, Wendy, welcome to the show. So tell me, on a personal level. <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny because you know the answer to this. <laughs> Can you possibly relate to, I can't stop with one? Oh, my gosh. I spent my whole life uh, that way before I saw you, Dar, nine years ago. Just uh, either white-knuckling it from uh, not eating sugar or just eating sugar and being totally and completely out of control. And... That started, you know, when I look back on my life, mm-hmm. it started uh, very young. I mean, I remember waking up one morning with cookies all over my bed. Okay. Wow. And then my mom locked up all the cookies in the freezer and carried her little key around her neck. <laughs> but that didn't stop me because I knew how cookies were made. Now I was eight years old. So I went down and got the butter and the sugar and the flour when nobody else was around. And I ate it, mixed it up and ate it by the spoonsfuls. Not even bake them. No, just ate the. Dough. Not even, not even bake them. Okay. And uh, and this is uh, again, my whole life was about thinking about sugar, thinking about eating it, or or again, struggling not to eat it. And so, one brownie. You know, I mean, I probably didn't eat the whole pan, but no, but I made a big pan of brownies. <laughs> I would eat a half a pan, no problem. But I, you know, I think we could blame those potato chip people, don't you? Probably. We I could. bet you can't just eat one. Remember yes. that commercial? Yep. Yep. And so it's their fault. <laughs> Again, a potato chip was no different for me. If I had a bag of potato chips, oh, but you said you count out the, no, 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 no. I never counted anything. It was just like I would take the bag of potato chips, open it, sit down and eat until they were, all they gone. were either gone or I couldn't eat anymore. So now you said this, you know, this started when you were a little girl and then 
It stopped, though, about nine years ago. Yes, it did. <laughs> so what? <laughs> it did. Well, I came to the Jumpstart Your Metabolism class. Okay. And uh, uh, learned how to eat. I mean, it was like I didn't even realize. I mean, and then I came to see you mm-hmm. on a one-to-one. Yep. I don't, I, you know, I've looked back at my chart. I didn't even write cravings down there. <laughs> but the interesting thing for me is that by eating in balance, eating every couple of hours, eating the fat and the protein, because I, I was feeling absolutely, I was feeling crazy by that time because I didn't know what, food was my enemy. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what to eat. I didn't, and you showed me how to eat. Uh, for some reason, I trusted you. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> so. And I ate that way, and it's like in two weeks, I had no cravings. It was less than two weeks, and it was just like, I just thought, I'm not craving sugar. I'm not even thinking about eating cupcakes or brownies or so now, Wendy, did you think of it when you were in that throes of eating kind of out of control? Did you think of it that you were just a weak-willed person? Oh, my gosh, Dar, it just did a number. I mean, it's like uh, because I had that part of my life, too, you know, um, depression, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, certainly the compulsive eating, some obsessive-compulsive personality, but it was like... Uh, this judgment that I lacked willpower, that mm-hmm. I lacked self-esteem, that um, um, uh, so with a lot of personal judgments that, you know, make don't help. Well, you know, when, Wendy, you know, a couple of times that I've been able to uh, plug in and watch Dr. Phil on TV, which yeah. isn't very often because I'm usually working. You know, one of the <laughs> things I know I remember seeing a show and he was really ridiculing some compulsive overeaters, you know, he's, you know, he's just, he was just calling their out of control eating behavior and emotional problems. And Hey, they needed to learn how to manage their feelings. And I I thought about that. And I said, this is just about as silly as (laughs) Nancy Reagan, you know, when she unsuccessfully just said to people that uh, uh, were drug abusers, just, Say no. Just say no. Just say no. Just say no. Well, that's like somebody coming up to me and telling me to just say no. Just say no to a cookie or just say no to a bag of potato chips. And I maybe could do that for a while. But, sure. But if it were, were feelings, Dar, I would have, uh, you know, I was discussing my feelings with therapists at the age of 34. And I saw you at the age of 51. And if it was, I was doing all of that. I was working with my feelings. I was, so that definitely was not the problem for me, which was so wonderful because, you know, when you sat down with me and I've watched you work with other people also, and this is the first thing I say to people because I remember you saying it to me, it's not your fault. Mm -hmm. And that was such a gift for me to open up and look and see the you know the biochemistry of cravings, which is what you know we're going to be talking about today, and tell people, you know, there is hope. You don't have to spend your life in this prison of cravings. So let's kind of start taking a look at some of these kind of biochemical reasons for cravings, and you just can't stop with one. Um, you know, one of the things that I've noticed for myself, and one of the causes is. Uh, and it's the same cause that I see many of the clients have. And it's when I'm in a situation that I get overly hungry. 
which happens when I can't eat frequently enough. And my blood sugar drops and it's very low. Now, you know, those are the times, and I do have a strong mental control over this, but those are the times that I use all my mental control. And sometimes what happens is that low blood sugar actually takes over my brain and that one cracker leads to many crackers. And that's true. It's because my blood sugar is so low and my brain is saying, feed me, feed me. And our brain needs glucose sugar. or sugar. It does. It does. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And it needs that quick source of energy. And your brain actually does get very nervous and excited when it's not being fed. So it's telling you. It's not saying, uh, you know, Wendy or Dar, you haven't eaten in a while. Go get a ham sandwich. Not when your blood sugar's drawn down. No, it it's like no, we need sugar, and we, uh, you know, we need it now. You know, in fact, this happened yesterday to me because I was seeing clients, and I actually, you know, I can go about good three hours, three and a half hours without eating, and my brain is fine. But when it goes to four, four and a half hours, I start to feel the effects, and that's when my blood sugar started to drop too low. And this is such a surprise to people, isn't it? Yes, that, it is. That uh, you need to eat that often. But really, that is what you need to control your blood sugar. Mm -hmm. And when it, you know, when it drops. So I was thrilled that I got to eat all this good, real food and cream and butter. And, uh, you know, I wasn't ne eating nearly enough protein. Mm -hmm. But, you know, let's just look at Julia and those cupcakes. Okay, yeah. I would be willing to bet that low blood sugar may have happened to her when she picked up the cupcakes after work, running around. I'm sure she hadn't eaten for several hours, and she ate one cupcake, and then another, yes. and then another, because her low blood sugar left her very vulnerable. Yes, and you know, they've got that time, they're on in between three and six. It's, uh, sure, she's... She probably needs to sit down and have a nice snack right after the show of balanced foods with some protein, maybe a little bit of fruit and some nuts, so that then she's got her blood sugar more under control. You know, Wendy, Dr. Daniel Amen in his book, Change Your Brain, Change Your Body, reminds us that when low blood sugar occurs, which really what that means is you have low glucose or low sugar in your brain, poor decisions are made. And a poor decision for many of us is taking that very first cupcake, that very first <laughs> In the brownie, first place, yes. That very first piece of licorice, and which usually turns into many over and over and over and over. Yeah. I bet you can't eat one. Well, it's already it is? time for a break. Isn't that amazing? Oh, my gosh. Uh, you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. We have a great announcement isn't it, Dar? Aren't we yes, thrilled? We are. If you want to order product from us, you can do that online. It's very thrilling, and several people have already uh, taken up the offer and have done that. And we've gotten uh, lots of feedback on how wonderful our website looks, how easy it is to manage, the fact that we've described uh, everything on there. Again, very easy to use. So everything is ready to go. Just go to weightandwellness.com and click on order products online. Again, very simple. 
and you will go right to NutriKey.net. As an introductory offer, and I love this too, we are offering free shipping. Who doesn't love free shipping? Now you can have the convenience of getting your supplements delivered to your door. Easy shopping. Questions for us today about compulsive eating? Give us a call here at the station, 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with Dishing Up Nutrition. If you're like me, you try to eat right, but the definition of healthy eating seems like a moving target. Should I eat low-carb or low-fat? Do eggs and butter raise my cholesterol? Is coffee good after all? Don't rely on sound bites and infomercials for something as important as your health. You deserve recommendations based on biochemistry. Nutritional Weight and Wellness is offering My Talk 1071 listeners a complimentary e-newsletter that is chock full of nutrition information and tips. The Weight and Wellness Way newsletter provides sound information and practical strategies from a nutritionist's perspective. Learn a natural approach to healthy eating based on real whole foods you buy at the grocery store. All this and best of all, it's free. To subscribe to the complimentary Weight and Wellness Way e-newsletter, go to weightandwellness.com and enter your email address. Then watch your inbox every month for nutrition news and special offers that will help you look and feel your best. For information on other services at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, call 651-699-3438. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, this was the week that I needed to renew my driver's license. And I asked myself, where did all those years go? I think it was five years ago. You know, as I filled out my information, such as my social security number, and I still can remember it. That's great. (laughs) My height, my weight. I was so pleased to note today, compared to five years ago, I'm the same height. That's pretty nice. That is great. I passed the eye exam, and that was really good. And I weigh 40 pounds less than I did five years ago. You know, and I really have to thank our Nutrition for Weight Loss program. Now, I know I developed it, and I <laughs> tested it, and I found that I needed to de- plan my meals better, and I needed to keep track. And I always tell my clients, For many of us to get healthy, we don't have to weigh and measure our food. But maybe when you get to be kind of my age or in that 50s even, our metabolism kind of slows down and we actually need to weigh and measure our foods to lose weight. And it wasn't that I was overeating, I was undereating. So that's just an idea for you. That's a great idea for you. And, uh, People don't realize that they don't eat enough. That's right. They don't eat enough good food. They don't eat enough protein. They don't eat enough protein. And that's one of the things you found out, didn't you, Dar, when you actually weighed your protein. You weren't eating enough protein. And we know that protein in the correct amounts increases our metabolism by 30%. And it makes muscle on your body, so you actually shrink in size. You may, right, (laughs) what's better than that? That's right. So our Nutrition for Weight Loss classes provide the structure that people need for changes, an eating plan that is easy to follow, and one that helps you lose those unwanted extra pounds. Check it out. 12 classes plus two individual counseling sessions. 
classes starting this week at many locations. We're always excited when our classes start. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to sign up, uh, if it's time for you to jump into that healthy weight loss program, and that's what I love about what we do, Dar. Um, you know, our mission statement, counseling and educating people to better health. That's right. Uh, very simple um, to stay on, just like myself, uh, 51 years old, and here I come uh, doing a, a lifetime of horrible, unhealthy things to my metabolism and learning how to eat right and seeing the science behind cravings, behind what you need to eat, behind jump-starting your metabolism, which is what you learn in this 12 weeks. So I say everybody, give us a call um, at the office and sign up for this class. It's a wonderful class. It'll change your life. As my daughter would say, change your life amazing, Mom. (laughs) So give us a call at 651-699-3438 or go to weightandwellness.com and sign up and join us for this wonderful spring program. So, you know, before we went on break, Wendy, we were talking about how blood sugar, low blood sugar affects our cravings and I can't stop with one behavior. So let's, I know we talk about blood sugar a lot on this show, but it is so critical for so many health problems. Mm -hmm. So Let's, yeah. let's continue our conversation. Yeah, well, absolutely. And let's look at biochemistry. Now, there might be a lot of people out there that don't know what we're talking about when we talk about biochemistry. But what, um, what, what we do here is we get to, we look at really how our bodies work, how we metabolize sugar, how our metabolism works. So when we look at blood sugar... As it relates to hunger and cravings, our cells and body tissues need a continuous supply of food, oxygen, water in order to function. The body will burn sugar before it burns fat because sugar is our quick source of energy. That's interesting right there, isn't it? Right. So guess what? Does everybody hear that? (laughs) Too much sugar, too many processed carbs sets us up for a slow metabolism. We're going to be burning the sugar and not the fat. But at the same time, our body and brain need a steady supply of glucose or sugar to function. So we have to have some. The, The trick is getting the balance. Not too much. And not too little. I think of, um, isn't it the three berries? Oh, yes. I was thinking that (laughs) when you said that. Not too much, not too little. Right. Press perfect. (laughs) Perfect. The perfect amount of uh, carbohydrates. Most people need to eat in balance. They need to eat balanced meals and snacks to maintain a correct blood sugar level. Hunger and cravings are often triggered when that blood sugar level drops below a certain level. Whatever and what it, it depends on the person, too. It does. You absolutely. can't say exactly that number. So when our blood sugar is high, you know, we have higher levels of insulin because that's our jo- insulin's job is to bring it down. Well, guess what? These higher levels of insulin in circulations, it lowers our sugar levels or our glucose levels, but it stimulates hunger. And when we have insulin resistance or type 2 diabetes, 
we're generally more hungry. And my brother, who is diabetic, has said, Tar, you don't understand how hungry I can get. Well, I do. But And so he, it's almost like he is compelled to eat and to overeat sometimes. So if you're diabetic and unable to metabolize sugar properly, you often have high blood sugar levels, but you're still famished because your cells are being deprived of nourishment. The nutrients can't get into the cells. And this leads to, I can't stop with one. Yeah, isn't that something? It is. It's very complex. And this is a this is another reason for everybody out there to hear that it's not your fault. It's not your brother's fault. No. Is it? No. He truly is hungry. Yes. His cells, at the same time he's taking in plenty of food, yes. his cells are starved because we have such insulin resistance at the cellular level. So, and I always keep telling him, and like you keep telling clients that have this condition, you need to eat a little bit more fat because fat helps to get, but then, you know, he's in, sometimes uh, I think that people get such mixed messages. They do, so don't they, still? They get this, oh, but I have a weight issue, so I can't eat fat, but, oh, you know, so it's, it's he, so he has to break out of that thinking pattern and eat more fat so it opens up the cells to allow the insulin to carry the glucose into the cells and the other nutrients, actually. And that's so hard for people to understand. And this is why, uh, you know, instead of just a theory that fat makes you fat, right? we look at what really goes on and how necessary it is to have fat. I mean, each and every cell membrane is made up of fat. But we want the good fats, right, Dar? Exactly. And so, yeah, butter, you know, yeah, butter olive avocados, oil, olive, yes. olives. Those are the kinds of fats that we're talking about. We're not just talking about any fat. Coconut oil is wonderful for getting in there and reversing that that hard crust on those uh, cell membranes. Oh, we're not talking about the fat that comes in cupcakes. <laughs> we're not talking about fat that comes in cupcakes. We're not talking about the fat that the potato chips are fried That's in. That's right. We're not talking about uh, muffins. Yes. That's not the fat we're talking about. So uh, it's really essential if you want to lose weight to not only balance your blood sugar, Mm-hmm. but to reverse that insulin resistance. And, Dar, you don't have to be diabetic no, to you have don't. insulin resistance, do no, you? No, you absolutely don't. So you know, like you're, probably, don't we think, uh, probably 70, 80, I think I've read recently it's 80% of our population today has insulin resistance. I mean, all you have to do is kind of look around and you can see it. You, uh, yes, you can, can't you? So if you want to avoid sugar highs and sugar blues, that's low blood sugar, we have the answer. Eat balanced meals. A good example of a balanced meal would be chili, but chili with lots of meat. Yes. We want two pounds of hamburger and less beans. So in your chili, more hamburger, and then just one can of beans. And then top it off with some lovely sour cream and olives. Sounds great to me. Sounds good to me, too, on this cold, (laughs) rainy day. Another balanced meal would be a small steak, Mm -hmm. 
a large salad. And when I say large salad, I'm not talking about a little salad plate. <laughs> talking about a big salad. We're talking about a five cup of salad. And people go, when I start writing that down, they go, ooh, I don't know if I could eat all that. <laughs> <laughs> but you can. Yes. A large salad, a small steak, and one half sweet potato topped with butter. Now, I can't help but think this is not what you're going to get if you go out to eat, is it? You're going to get a huge, a small salad with some high fructose corn syrup dressing. You're going to get a huge steak and a huge baked potato. That's not how we want to eat. Meat is great, but small. Small steak, so you would order a petite steak. Sure, and that's about four ounces. And a large salad Mm -hmm. and a small sweet potato. Right, with butter. With butter. Perfect, and it tastes so yummy. These are both examples of Crave Stopper meals. Yeah. Chili with extra meat, whipped sour cream, olives, small steak, large salad, sweet potato with butter. So what's an example, Wendy, of a meal that's going to get you going for cravings? Okay, well, here we go. How about a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? I see that. A lunch of champions. And then adding a glass of skim milk. So many kids are eating that for their lunch. This is a meal that's going to create cravings two hours later, if even... If we can even get to two hours. Yes, exactly. Depends on how much peanut butter they put on that. And it's already time. I'm getting the signal from Alex. Time for break. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Last week, Dar and Cassie talked about hypothyroidism and some of the symptoms people with hypothyroid experience. There are many. Fatigue, hair loss, weight gain, swollen eyelids, sensitivity to cold temperatures, They also talked about how the cells in the thyroid can become resistant to nutrients, much like cells become resistant to uh, insulin. When we come back, Dar will share some steps you can take to reduce not only insulin resistance, but that thyroid cell resistance as well. If you have questions to us today about compulsive eating, 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with Dishing Up Nutrition. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. As with insulin resistance, a a thyroid cell resistance is made worse with trans fats and refined oils. So stop eating. Get rid of margarine. Crisco. Those non-dairy creamers. Bad, bad news. Cookies, cakes, crackers with partially hydrogenated fats. No more fast food french fries. Hamburger buns even have partially hydrogenated fat in them. But really, start eating things like olive oil and coconut oil and avocados, butter, nuts. You know, and I have found for many clients, these healing fats, even though high in calories, help many people lose weight. In fact, almost everyone loses weight when they change their fats. Uh, You know, people feel like they found the magic because they can eat fat and feel satisfied and they still lose weight. And I think where it is, and I only realized this last week when I started preparing for the show, is it actually helps the thyroid function because it's reducing that thyroid resistance 
Isn't that interesting? That is just totally amazing, but it also just makes so much sense because the thyroid is totally responsible for our metabolism. And I know mine gave up on me. Mine said, forget you. I No more, you know, look at what you've done. You starved me when you were 12. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then, you know, every diet that came down the pike, peel a pound soup. <laughs> the Mayo Clinic diet. Now, they do not claim any uh, yes, I know. relationship to this. But this is what I did. It was like nine bananas one day, mm-hmm. nine hard-boiled eggs the next, and nine grapefruits the next. Now, Isn't I wouldn't funny? think of signing up for that diet today, <laughs> but I did it. Yeah. And... You know, I did Weight Watchers and, many, and, many times and, you with know, and failure Wendy, after failure. You're an educated person. You I'm are not stupid. <laughs> I know. I'm a registered nurse. It's like, yeah. That's right. Pretty <laughs> but look what I can do with a little education in biochemistry. Right, You Dar- have a lot of people understand this. That's right. So should we take some callers or what uh, do you think? Well, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Betty, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi. Hi. Good morning to you. I love your show. I love your show. Excuse me, and I've been to many of your classes, and I have a question. Okay. About pork rinds. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about them? Well, one of the things that I do, you know, and I've never eaten them, but I do understand they satisfy people. And Mm -hmm. they, you, have you ever overeaten pork rinds? Yes. You have? (laughs) Yeah, I have. Well, I think. I think that you can only have maybe five or six, and you should quit. But I, I eat. I like to eat them with hummus. Oh, okay. That's the problem. You see, the hummus is a high carbohydrate bean, okay. and so if you only eat them alone, they stop. You know, I, you know, I, I don't know, Wendy. Do you have a thought on pork rinds? You know, first of all, I'd only get them from a, uh, an animal that was like grass fed. You know, free range. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you talking about those big puffy ones in the bag? Yeah, they're really yeah. hard to find places. I mean, when you say get them from grass-fed animals, yes. where, where well, she's talking about them? homemade ones. Yes. Oh. What you're eating is highly processed, and oh, okay. and Betty, we would we just can't condone that. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> quit eating them. Yeah. Yeah. Quit well, them. Read the read the ingredients on the. Um, yeah, I've never seen them, Wendy. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a carryover from my Atkins days. Okay. Oh, oh, I see. Okay, okay, got it. <laughs> but but, I, but I'm sure they're full of chemicals, and it was a very processed food. But um, yeah. see, and I think Dr. Atkins, when he put those on his eating plan, he wasn't talking about those processed ones. He okay. was talking about the real ones, the probably <laughs> the homemade ones. And I, I kind of right. vaguely remember some of those being made on the farm, but. You didn't eat many of those. You mm-hmm. ate maybe one or two, and then you couldn't eat anymore right, because the right. fat in it really satisfied your your brain chemistry, basically. Right. Okay, I'll quit eating. Okay. Them. <laughs> okay. And then I have one other <laughs> Thanks, question. Betty. That was great. I do have one other oh, question. Okay, How sure. do you feel about sunscreen? Because I've read many articles that they say you shouldn't put it on your skin. It's full of chemicals and... I think it to be, you know, I kind of, I think we have to be very careful of the sunscreen that we use. And I think you have to use something that doesn't have chemicals in it. And that's about all I know about sunscreen. 
Mm-hmm. You know. Well, the other thing about sunscreen, uh, Betty, is that uh, we actually do need a little bit of sun. Uh, you right. just don't want to slather it on and not get any sun at all. Um, what, and I know this is a pain for people, but, you know, you want 10 to 15 minutes of sun and then put the sunscreen on so you don't burn because burning mm-hmm. isn't good either. I have very, very fair skin. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but uh, get a really good quality. I, you know, I wouldn't just, you know, I would go to, uh, you know, like a a, a health food store. Okay. And and get it from there. Okay. So thanks for listening, and thank you for the call. Sure. So thank and thanks for taking our classes. They're great, aren't they, Betty? They're wonderful. I love them. Thank okay. you. Very All good. Right. Thank you. You're yeah. welcome. Bye bye. So Wendy, should we take another call? Or yeah. What do let's you think? do that. Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, right. Lynette, welcome to the show. Hi. Um, I didn't realize I was under eating. <laughs> oh, you no, didn't. After you described the steak and the salad and. Wow, I am under eating. Well, I, not, uh, and you're not alone. A lot of people are. But my call is about my dad is 93, mm-hmm. um, and he loves the meats and the sour creams and the butters. And But what I find is we, we go to Mass on Sunday, and then we go out to eat. He wants to go out to the restaurant, and his blood sugar is so low that he wants to attack the jelly packets. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and so, attack them. <laughs> And and so my I'm you know I know that as people get older that you know especially that old they don't need as many calories, and I my sister and I try to make other meals for him because he does live in a a seniors building where they provide meals but I don't think it's enough. Yes. And he really enjoys the meals that we make. Um, they're probably not as good as what you're suggesting, but he's very hungry. Um, does blood sugar change when you're older, or is it the same concept? You know, when, I mean, when you get to be that age. Well, I think what it sounds to me like he has to eat before you go to church. Yes. And he has to eat something, you know, maybe a couple of eggs with, you know, a piece of toast and butter. lots of butter on it. Mm-hmm. And then that's going to stabilize his blood sugar so that he's not that hungry when he gets to lunch. Yeah, um, and he's stubborn, he, but I'll, I'll try. I'll work with that. I mean, he's just not Is, eating uh, enough Do you go before. to a kind of church where you're not supposed to have any food before communion or something? Uh, or? We, we do, but but he doesn't believe in that. So Good. if he's hungry, he'll eat. Good. Okay, great. You know, well, the I, other thing I'm thinking is, you know, I mean, he enjoys the restaurant so much, but how about making a, a protein shake? And uh, you know, getting our recipe for that off that, of the website, an and then and then have him drink that on the way to the restaurant, and then he won't be hopefully. Uh, I mean, it, it, you'll bring his blood sugar up quite yeah. quickly, and he won't sure. be attacking the jelly packets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we go to family meals, you know, for holidays, and I'll, I'll bring a snack and say. We need to eat something because we're not going to eat until 1 o'clock. You know, yep, he, that's oh, right. good so, for you. Yeah, I mean, you're good. doing a great job. And gosh, he's 93. Yeah, and well, I, he's, he has the longevity gene, too. So. Does he? That's great. Yep. But to answer your question about does this change as people age, uh, yes, I think it does. I, th- I mean, I think a lot of things, especially at 93, uh, you know, wear out. They're not quite as efficient. I mean, our thyroid isn't quite as efficient. Our digestion isn't quite as as, uh, efficient as it is. And that becomes a topic of discussion at times, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh At the same time, uh, you know, the way we teach people to eat um, works for everybody. I mean, it's amazing. My oldest client is 89, and when I started working with her, um, she was so confused 
that she was ready really for the nursing home. That's where her daughters were uh, heading. Uh And with some good nutrition and uh, just like you and your sister, they brought their mother meals, uh, gave her more protein because that's the other thing that old people do. I've noticed and I've worked with them for years. I love them. But they stop eating the meat. Uh, Harder to chew. Uh-huh. And so out goes the protein and in comes all the sugar and yep. the sweet rolls. And the um, and so if we can get that protein back in there in easy ways, maybe some soup that's um, easier to chew and things, it's amazing. I mean, this lady, uh, in just a few months of her daughter's doing this, and we gave her some great supplements, too, to support her brain, but she fired all her help. <laughs> in fact, she walked upstairs, which she hadn't done for years, and got into a package of brownies. That again had been setting up there for a long time. Cooked them and ate them. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, at any age, uh, you just have to modify things a little bit. Okay. So, yeah. thanks a lot, Lynette. Yeah, you're welcome. Yep. And thanks for supporting your dad in that way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome. Time for another break already. Wow. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you are a person that often experiences, I can't stop with one, eating habits, many of our clients have found taking our all-natural supplement called Crave Control Plus. This is a great supplement. People love this supplement. It helps to rebalance your brain chemistry, and then they have less cravings. We recommend taking one to three capsules before meals for best results, and it works like a charm for many people. And they can go online and look at it. And oh, that's right. Go oh. online, order it, Crave Control. We'll be right back with Dishing Up Nutrition. So welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you want to learn more about the causes of addictive eating, I've written an article called I Can't Stop With One that was emailed to everyone who had signed up for our email newsletter list. And if you haven't signed up yet, it's easy. Go to weightandwellness.com and enter your email address, and then you'll be getting these newsletters, and we usually have an article in every one of them. So next week, join Car and Anna as they share an eating plan that they have used for achieving peak performance for, for themselves because they're both uh, runners and athletes and many other clients that they work with. You know, it's a great show for young people that are going out for sports right now, young athletes. And um, because I think, you know, if they eat right, they're going to have better Mm -hmm. use of their, you know, their abilities that they have. So, you know, as nutritionists, we understand how frustrating it is to eat a whole box of cupcakes or a whole pan of brownies. And people usually feel ashamed and they beat themselves up. You know, as nutritionists, we really understand your personal biochemical cause, and we help put into practice food that's going to solve it, or we call it the food solution. So, you know, if you want to, give us a call. We'd love to talk to you. Uh, Our number is 651-699-3438. And we really want people to feel not only comfortable with the, this I, these ideas, you know, because we're telling uh, people to eat fat, and they've been told to eat 
to not eat fat for four decades now. Fat makes you fat. And that's just not true. That's not the way our biochemistry works. And some people just believe us. Like I came to the class and I I just believed you, but it was also put together because I have a science background. I'm Mm -hmm. a nurse, didn't have any uh, classes in nutrition. Right. But I had the science behind it. So when you explained that, I knew it was accurate and I knew it was true. Right. You knew what a fat was. You knew what a protein was. You knew what a right. carb was. And I yes. knew, oh, yeah, and you right, knew how exactly. the blood sugar works. That's worked. how my thyroid yes. works. That's how yeah. my blood sugar works. That, you know, so uh, that's what we're here for is to educate and counsel people to better health. And some people get it right away. Yep. And some people need to come back for class to class, listen to the show. That's what I love about our Nutrition for Weight Loss uh, is that it's 12 weeks. 12 weeks. 12 weeks. You don't have to get it all the first week. It's like sound bites. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah. The sound bite weight loss program. I love it. So, uh, and before our calls and everything, we were talking about balanced eating and what to eat. And I know a lot of mothers think that a peanut, a lot of adults think that a peanut butter and jelly sandwich is a balanced meal. And all that does is set you up at three o'clock. Lots of sugar, lots of carbohydrates. And so, uh, again, a salad, a small steak, a sweet potato topped with butter, chili, extra beef, two pounds, and then less beans. But then what happens, and this is what I know this very well because this is what happened to me in the afternoon, you know, and every time I did a diet, I would do eat nothing for breakfast. Yep. Worst thing I could possibly do, exactly. right, Dar? Yep, exactly. Then I would get a salad, but I had a big salad, but I had no very no. little protein, yes. if any. And then I used that spray dressing. Yes. <laughs> and then by 2.33 in the afternoon, I wanted to crawl under my desk and take a nap. I couldn't keep my eyelids open. So I went down and got a Diet Coke. Yes. The next day I got another Diet Coke. By the third day, I was getting a Diet Coke and a Snickers bar. Okay. And you were the one that was able to answer that question for me. Why is that? And it was pretty simple, wasn't it? Yeah. Addictive chemicals and Diet Pop. Yep. But, you know, another... And low blood sugar. Another one that I see people doing all the time is licorice. Oh, my gosh. They sit at their computer. Yes. And we know licorice has high fructose corn syrup in it. Almost all of it does. It's just eating sugar, isn't it? (laughs) That's what it is. That's what it is. But, and what would be better for you to grab, even if you wanted that licorice, would be a deviled egg and -hmm. a cup of strawberries. Good. Sounds great to me. So, so, so that's the blood sugar thing. And I think we need to have another explanation about, because there's about 20 different reasons that people have this. I can't stop with one behavior. Mm-hmm. Did you know that large food companies, and they've known this for years, that they can actually increase sales or the consumption of their products by adding large quantities of sugar and salt. So when they put salt and sugar in their products, we buy more. Exactly. And that's where they spend their their dollars in um research. They don't spend their research dollars on 
how am I going to make your life? <laughs> how am I going to provide you more nutrients? That's right. It's Wendy. no, it's like, how am I going to sell more product and how am I going to make more money? So adding sugar and salt does that. They hire food chemists that understand that eating refined foods increases cravings that cause people to want to eat more, just like those potato chips. Yes. Bet you can, and then they yep. advertise and it as that, yes. like it's a great thing. Bet you just can't eat one because mm-hmm. they're so good. Bottom line, they sell more food, which is showing up as our country's obesity crisis. And we do have a crisis. And I think people are starting to recognize that and look at these food companies. But look, at, let's look at another reason. Because there's more reasons for compulsive eating. And actually, last week, Yale University published a study showing that even the smell, the sight, the taste of high-sugar processed food activates the brain's reward center for many people in much the same way as the sight of a glass of wine does for an alcoholic. You know, the Yale research found some people have brain chemistry that is easily addicted to food or alcohol. And these are the same people who have low levels of the brain chemical that supports inhibition or control. Self-control. Self-control, what we would call self-control. I, yeah, mean, I didn't have any of that self-control. Right. And I was very low in that in brain chemistry. Yeah. yeah. So interesting, isn't it? It really is. But you could change that. I did. And yes. I, yes, and I didn't have to take a bunch of uh, medications. medications. I just ate real food. Yes. Dr. Harry Emmons, and I love his book. It's called The Chemistry of Joy. He found that lower levels of serotonin, and that's what we're talking about, are feel-good neurotransmitter. Low levels of serotonin not only cause depression, insomnia, and anxiety, but also alcohol or food addiction. And he is a local psychiatrist that lives in Northfield, and a great book. It's a wonderful book. The Chemistry of Joy. So let's take a look at serotonin is the brain chemical that operates kind of like our responsible adult, our brain's responsible adult. And it helps us to just say no to excessive behaviors like binge eating. So if you have enough serotonin, it says, "Uh uh-oh, don't do that. You know, it doesn't let us, we may go gambling, but we don't over-gamble. Uh, we don't overdrink. We may have a glass of wine, but we don't overdrink. And studies have shown that people with low levels of serotonin may be more vulnerable. And I think that's a point that people have to accept their own brain chemistry to addiction and compulsive eating. So like you said, you know, you knew at one time that you had lower serotonin. Absolutely. So you changed that and you ate in a way that changed that. Mm -hmm. Yep. And you can't. You can't, you know, like I found out from working with you, Dar, is that, uh, yes, I was born into a family of alcoholics. Yes. So I didn't have enough good brain fat. I didn't have enough serotonin. But that doesn't mean I have to live the rest of my life like that. I can change things eating protein and taking uh, good bacteria and eating things with good bacteria. And you can make your own serotonin. Exactly. And that is the the interesting thing that most people don't realize at all, that we can actually 
change our brain chemistry. We I think can. it's so exciting. We can. I it love is. this part. I, when, I, I, when I teach my classes, I go, yesterday I go, is everyone as excited as I am about this? <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to avoid eating the whole package of crackers... Or cheese binges. That's another huge one, isn't it, Dar? Yes, we hear it is. that all the time. Cheese and crackers. Cheese and crackers. Oh, yes. Brownies, ice cream, some yes. people. Oh. Perhaps it's time to eat to build up your serotonin levels. It may surprise you, but when you follow the weight and wellness eating plan of eating some animal protein, vegetable carbohydrates, and healthy fat several times a day, you continually supply the nutrients or good brain chemistry. We see it over and over again, don't we? We do. And light bulbs go off. Thank you for being on the show. Great show. It was a wonderful show, and hopefully everybody will be back uh, next week, or let's see everybody in our weight and wellness classes that start this week. Sounds great. Thank you. expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.